0: now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Our producer today, Mr. Darren Wilhite. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. We are on Facebook and Instagram if you want to follow me there it's America's Healthcare Advocate also the website americashealthcareadvocate.com and the podcast for on TuneIn, SoundCloud and iTunes as well as Spreaker a lot of folks listening to those podcasts now, I'm getting a lot of uh, comments, one of which was asking me if I was doing this in my pajamas live from the kitchen. Well, it is live from the kitchen. No, I'm not in my pajamas. so I just want to make sure everybody knows that. Um, by the way, I want a quick shout out to our two newest affa- affiliates, WLVLAM and FM in Buffalo, New York, and FM in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Uh, That brings us to 202 across the country. Thanks to all of you in this listening audience. Another quick comment. A lot of questions on health insurance. People calling me. I had a gentleman getting out of the military yesterday, uh, got in touch with us. He's losing his TRICARE. If you have any questions on health insurance, 877-385-2224, 877 that's the number for RPS Benefits by Design, 877-385-2224. The lovely Joyce Thompson is happy to help you uh, and get you uh, any information you may need and help you find a policy that works for you. So feel free to uh, uh, give them a call at that number, and they'll be happy to chat with you. All right, joining me today and I'm very pleased to have him on the air, is Dr. Greg Sweat, who is the Chief Medical Officer for Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City, and very happy to have him. Welcome, doctor. Thank you for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to do this.
1: Oh, Carrie, thank you, and happy to be here. Happy well, to talk about such an important topic.
0: Well, it is an important topic, folks, and the reason mm-hmm. I asked doctor to join us is because we've got so many conflicting timelines, openings, soft openings, hard openings, stories uh, throughout the country, different states, different cities um, with with different goals and, and, and different things going on. And I thought it would be helpful to have someone with Dr. Sweat's background come on and just talk to us about what we should be doing. What are the common sense things we need to keep in mind? You know, we shouldn't be holding block parties, pulling out kegs of beer just yet. So I thought I thought, <laughs> thought it would be helpful to have him come on board, and I'm very happy to have him here. By the way, in his previous role, he was the chief medical officer for Shawnee Mission Physi- Physician Group with 100 providers and 25 practices servicing uh, t- 225,000 patients. Dr. Sweat also taught as an assistant professor at the University of Kansas, and uh, he served as a consultant at Mayo Clinic's Department of Family Medicine, so he's well-qualified to talk about this. So once again, welcome, doctor. Happy to have you on board.
1: Thank you. I appreciate the uh, nice introduction and uh, appreciate the compliments. But well, i am happy to be here Dr. to talk about it.
0: Yeah, like I said, we're very happy to have you. So I want to start off with some positive news, folks, and this is – this is um, typically something that I try to do in these broadcasts to give you a little different perspective on some of the stuff you're hearing in the media. So this comes out of the Wall Street Journal today and it, it, it's titled Vaccine Research Picks Up the Pace. And it starts out by saying the race for a vaccine to combat the new coronavirus is moving faster than researchers and drug makers expected. Pfizer said on Tuesday it would begin testing an experimental vaccine in the US early next week on Monday Oxford University researchers said their vaccine candidate would be available for for emergency use in September. Modena or Inc. said it was preparing to enter its vaccine in the second phase of human testing and Gilead was notified today by the National Institute of Allergy Infections and Infectious Diseases that they have met their primary goal. For their for their drug and Doctor Sweat, I'm going to ask you to pronounce it. Ribbed. I never get this right.
1: <laughs> I think it's Rimbisivir. It is a it's a See? new drug trial, and it's it's, uh, it's it's great news. I think the companies have rallied, the countries have rallied, and they've done a great job to get us to where we are today. It's exciting news
0: it is exciting news and i think i think it's important for people to understand there is hope um you know i've said this for a long time i think that this vaccine will come out of this country because we seem to have some of the best Greatest minds in this country and people willing to do what it takes to get us into the next, to get us, to get this thing behind us and get us to a situation where we actually have a vaccine. And now they're talking about early fall. So that's really quite remarkable, if you ask me. So, again, I do think it's very positive. Uh, And and I think it's important people know that. So let's switch gears here a little bit. As I I mentioned in the opening comments, there are a lot of different timelines for when to open right here in the Kansas City Metro. uh, You know, we have one side of state line that's going to open on May 4th, and we've got another side of state line that's not going to open until May 15th. So you've got You've got different, different timelines, you've got different kinds of openings, and, and, and I think people get conflicted with this stuff, and, and they also are concerned about not understanding, you know, what they should be doing from a common sense perspective. So, can you offer a little uh, perspective on that, if you will, Doctor?
1: Sure, happy to. I think it's, I think you mentioned early on common sense, and although we all would like to have a block party with kegs of beer, I don't think that's, it's not time for that. Quite yet. And I but I think the practice is going to be the same throughout the states. You're right. Every state seems to be all over the map, um, and not only where they are, but also in their way of handling this and moving back to a state of so-called normal. Although I, I think we'll struggle to get back to what we remember as normal new normal. But the common sense is to, you know, stay healthy, stay safe. And some of the stuff that we're gonna to need to be mindful of is, you know, viruses spread and the virus is still there so we need to be responsible you know keep your distance when you can and avoid large crowds in close proximity wash your hands use use the purel and the gels as you can and you know that that advice that came out from the centers for disease control about wearing a mask or some sort of cloth protection across your face is always a good idea when you're out it's you know it's a it's a safety precaution and it's I don't see it widely used throughout our city and throughout other areas, but it's something that I think is a is a good idea. And well, you know that's things- interesting that you said that, doctor, because
0: I just got a news flash that said that Costco is not going to require you to wear a mask when you come into one of their warehouse facilities. So there, I guess there are going to be certain businesses that, if they're going to be open, are going to require you to wear a mask.
1: Right, and I think I think those are businesses that have, especially close proximity, like. Uh, you People getting haircuts and <laughs> nail salons and those where it requires more close proximity. I think that's I think that's where it's smartest. And if if you're going into a space that they are not wearing masks, um, it doesn't hurt you to put one on. Um, I think that's I think it's wise to do
0: yeah it it makes a lot of sense. You made one comment I want to go back to quickly before we end the break here in a couple of minutes. The virus is still there. I think it's important for people to realize what you just said that just because just because they're lifting some of these restrictions does't mean that the virus is gone does it doctor?
1: No, not at all Of course not you know the flu virus for instance it's it's around all year round we We see cases and very, very few off the, off season, but it's there all the time, as will this virus. This virus is not going to disappear um, anytime soon. So it is still there. And, and the virus spreads through cough and respiratory droplets. And so if you're near somebody that's coughing, be cautious.
0: It's definitely, a, I think we definitely need to be cautious and, and keep in mind that, uh, that that this is still a very serious situation. And especially, and I speak as a chronologically challenged citizen, age 70, that those of us that are older really need to pay strict attention to this because we're more at risk than most folks are. Yes.
1: No, that's true. People that are chronically sick with diabetes or severe hypertension or especially those with severe pulmonary disease, and then those that are over the age of, I would say, probably 60 to 65, you need to pay attention a little more than normal.
0: Yep, and that, that's, that's the information that people need to hear, folks. And, that, and that's, what, that's the message we're trying to get out to you today and get you to understand that it's not time uh, for, for everybody to throw off all of the precautions and, and, and as I said, start with having block parties. We're going to come back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI radio network coast to coast across the USA. Stay tuned. The doctor is in the house. And we'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the cruited plain. Here on the HIA Radio Network, you can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Send me an email, I'm getting a lot of them. If you have questions, we are happy to help you in any way that we can, so feel free to do that. Joining me in the broadcast today, Dr. Greg Sweat, Chief Medical Officer, Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City. We are happy to have him on board and want to thank him for taking the time today. So, doctor, let's talk a little bit about this again and kind of circle back to something. I did a little research this morning, checked some numbers and we're at about 1,038,000 uh, diagnosed cases across the country, but 682,000 of those are focused in eight different states. So, you've got, you know, you've got metropolitan areas like New York City, Detroit, Michigan, Chicago, Illinois, Los Angeles, California where things are significantly different than they are here in Kansas City or they are in uh, Helena, Montana or Des Moines, Iowa. So a little bit about, you know, again, we're talking about common sense here, but a little bit about from your perspective, what what people need to understand about where they are and how that affects their, their chances of contracting this virus. Doctor?
1: Absolutely. You're exactly right. You know, New York City, the one that you brought out the and one that we've seen the most on the news lately throughout because of the the high rate of death in new york city but you know those people live on top of each other they're highly highly concentrated a very dense population whereas in kansas city for instance we're one of the largest cities in the country by geography not by population so we're really spread out and so we haven't seen the same level of incidence of disease in this area and it's it's tightly tied to how much we interact, how cl- and how close proximity we get to one another.
0: Yeah, it, it is, and 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 I think that's I think that's what's important for people to understand. And I think that's why you know wearing the mask or and, and making sure you sanitize makes a lot of sense. You know, one of the things that were that I was going through some show notes before we went on the air was the the point you made in in your notes to me about stay home if you're sick. So talk a little bit about that, and then. Also, why there is such a, a an opportunity now to connect with the doctor using telehealth or virtual doctor visits. Chat a little bit about that, would you doctor?
1: I sure will. It's, you know, we've seen an incredible increase in the utilization of telehealth or virtual health or any way to get a hold of your doctor that's different. You know, we're so used to going to the doctor and seeing the doctor face to face and interacting and and having that valuable interaction face to face, but the reality is, is we can accomplish so much via the phone or even the telehealth features that are there today. We have seen in our own SpiraCare centers here in Kansas City, almost an eight-fold increase in the utilization of telehealth throughout those centers. And, and that's it's, it's not a huge population, but that's an immense increase. And throughout our city and throughout the country, telehealth uh, vendors and the telehealth services, they're... Uh, utilization has increased immense, and I think the value is is there. I think doctors can diagnose this via the television based on symptoms and based on the way people feel. So they don't necessarily have to go to the doctor to actually be diagnosed with potentially having the COVID disease or some other respiratory illness. So we are uh, really enthusiastic about the the uptick in telehealth, and we hope that it will continue well past the recovery phase of this and we are able to utilize it in many different ways. Yeah,
0: I, I do think it is going to uh, cause a paradigm shift in the way people access medical care. We're seeing it all over the country. It's funny because for years, as a health insurance broker, we begged people to use this. It got got very little response. It's certainly changing now. So you mentioned the SpiraCare centers here, which is unique to Blue Cross of Kansas City. But talk a little bit about how your doctors were specifically trained. And I think it's important people know that. Number one, they are talking to a doctor. And number two... They're talking to a doctor who's been specifically trained to look for the symptoms for COVID-19. Can you touch
1: on that a little bit, doctor? Sure. You know, there's been a lot of specific training, and I think that the physicians, not only locally here in Kansas City, nor just in Care centers, but throughout the country, the doctors are up to speed with the Centers for Disease Control symptoms, when to diagnose this, when they need to test for the uh, diagnosis of coronavirus, and whether or not they need to be tested. You know, there are certainly cases and patients that are getting hospitalized that need to be tested to make sure that they're applying the right treatments and supportive care that they can. And then there are those that have been exposed or unquestionable or are, as we mentioned earlier, elderly or those with severe chronic diseases. And then there are those that don't necessarily need to be treated or tested at this time because they are younger, they're healthier, and and their symptoms are milder, although in question they still may not need to be tested. You know, and
0: I think that's important for people to hear that, Doctor, because you because you know, one of the things you hear constantly the drumbeat in the media is there isn't enough testing. There isn't enough testing. We need more testing, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I, I think you made a very important point there, and that is not everybody needs to run out and get tested for COVID nineteen, yes?
1: Right, I, I, you know, we're all curious, and I think that you know the the fact out there that some people with coronavirus never have significant symptoms, and some don't have symptoms at all. I think we're all a little curious. Well, have I been exposed? Do I have it? Have I had it? I should go get tested to see if I've had it. You know, that's that's a that's a nice curiosity, but given the need for testing in those severe cases. We should be judicious, and I think it's our responsibility to be judicious in the testing that we utilize today to make sure that the sickest folks get it, and we are able to apply the right test, right testing and treatment to those folks today. You're
0: absolutely correct. I, I, this makes me think about another piece that I read here not so long ago, which was there were actually significantly more people who actually had the virus in New York City than were actually reported because so many of them, and you mentioned this just a minute ago, that were younger and healthier had the virus and threw it off and, 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 and never even knew they had it. So that kind of goes back to this whole testing thing. Not everybody needs to run out and get testing and clog up the system. Yes.
1: That's true. That's true. And I think that's what I think most of the healthcare systems and the providers are worried about now is that a lot of the folks that are coming in are actually, they're fine. They're, they're, they're well, or they have a mild illness, or they, they may not have COVID or Corona at all. They may have allergies, or they may have a simple cold but they are so concerned or curious about the disease itself that they want to be tested. And I understand that, um, but it's not always necessary.
0: No, it's not. And that's interesting, the point you just made. They may not have COVID at all, which goes back to the telehealth virtual doctor visit. If you take the time and every carrier out there, every insurance carrier, Blue Cross has got an app here in Kansas City, you can download on your phone, I've done it. Um, you, You know, every almost every insurance carrier out there, I'm almost positive right now has got this, this telehealth virtual doctor visit available. If you think you've got an issue There's the place to go. Yes,
1: that's exactly right. You know, telehealth services, most carriers we here in Kansas City and most Blue Cross Association plans have expanded the utilization of telehealth services, not only across primary care, but specialty care and mental health and uh, other types of therapy to make sure that people have access to the care that they need through telehealth.
0: Yep, and, that, and that's important for folks to understand. All right, when we come back from the break, folks, we're going to switch gears and talk a little bit about your mental health. What should you be doing to take care of yourself and your family mentally and, and, and some of the stress and strain that's put on people and maybe some of the other things that are positive that people have discovered that things have slowed down a little bit? Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here across the USA on the HIA radio network. We'll be right back with more. back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, show broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA radio network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. My producer, the always perfect Mr. Darren Will Height. By the way, folks, and I'm getting a lot of calls about this. If you are interested in the Wavi brain scan, the FDA approved device that, uh, produces data and information on concussion protocol, cognitive, behavioral health issues like PTSD, depression, etc. That website is BrainHealthScan.com. BrainHealthScan.com. The phone number is 833-804-3334. 833-804-3334. 833-804-3334. If you are a medical practitioner, um, there is information up there for you exclusively. You can go to the website and get that. And by the way, here in the Kansas City Metro, Blue Valley PT is still doing scans if you're interested. We got calls yesterday. They are scheduling scans if you're interested in the Wabi Brain Scan. All right, doctor, let's let's talk a little bit about the mental health side of this thing because, you, you know, off air a minute ago, you made an interesting comment People keep talking about when are we going to get back to normal, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, and you said you think there's a new normal. Let's talk about that a little bit.
1: Sure. I, you know, I, I think people keep asking, and we all want to get back to normal and what we remember as normal. But, I you know, I think that we're, we're not going to get back to that old normal. I think we're going to go back to a better normal. I think we're all looking at ways that we will work differently with more flexibility. We're looking at ways that we are interacting with people differently. I think, you know, we've, we've, and I think off the air we were talking also about family time. I I think we've all, we've all probably had more family time than we've had in the past year in the last five weeks. So yeah, you know, I think we need to focus on that a little bit.
0: Yeah, you know it is funny. Yeah, you, know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in my neighborhood, and I live in the in, in Brookside, in, in the heart of the city here. Um, we we've seen people we never we've lived here 22 years, and there are people walking this neighborhood with their dogs and their kids that I have never seen before. Uh, right. And, and it, you know, and it's kind of funny, doctor, because you know, and the other one that I think is really kind of interesting is there are a lot of dads out walking with their kids, which right. is. Which is something else you rarely saw before all of this happened. Um, And and, and so, yeah, I do think it's 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 forced families to spend some time together and maybe rediscover a little bit of what we've not had for a very long time because we go at such a hectic, crazy pace. Right.
1: Right. I agree.
0: So so one of the other things I think is kind of interesting that, that I heard the other day was. Uh, there, there was an interesting article. I can't remember if it was in the Epic Times or the Wall Street Journal. Where it was, it said people are actually sitting down and having dinner together. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because in the past, that you know, with with you know, the kids are going to soccer practice and they're they're doing this, or somebody's got piano lessons and you're doing this and that. They're, they're just that wasn't happening as much as it used to. So I think, again, I think your comment about the new normal but maybe it's a healthier normal. Um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, uh, connections and communication because, you know, especially for those of us that are seasoned citizens, chronologically challenged, um, that being able to connect with people if, if you're empty nesters and all the rest of it, how important is that and what should people be doing?
1: No, it's really important. I think it's, you know, I, I think given this time the quarantine and I think people are getting – very quarantined, fatigued at this point. And I think people are starting to have what I think a lot of people are talking about having cabin fever and being stuck at home. And, you know, it's something that we haven't experienced like this ever before for an extended period of time so widely. And I think it has a it has a pretty big impact on people's mental health. And I think the uh, things that you mentioned just a second ago with regard to communication and maintaining connections, it's critical. And I think, you know, maintaining the connections you can in ways that are new and unique. We all have phones or most of us have phones that we can utilize with FaceTime. We can drive over and stand in somebody's driveway and have a conversation. You've got to work to maintain that communication and connection with people. It's vital for us as humans. We we need that and crave that. And I think it's becoming more and more evident um, as we move forward.
0: Yeah, it is. And and you can get innovative. I had a listener tell me that she had a neighbor, They both of these ladies are widowers living next door to each other. And she, I guess she texted and said, I can't stand it anymore. Make a drink and meet me outside. And they, <laughs> and they sat literally across from each other in a shared driveway and they, they had their happy hour. That's what they said. So I guess – right. And that's kind of become a new thing that, that, that they are doing. And I guess a lot of people are doing that. Here, and here's another thought, another question for you. How important is it to have a routine and not sit around on your PJs all day on a couch eating potato chips? I mean, let, let's talk
1: a little bit about, right. you know,
0: there needs to be some discipline in terms of what you're doing on a daily basis. Chat a little bit about that.
1: Right. There's been a lot of conversation about that. You're exactly right. I think we've heard we've all heard about the quarantine 15 or gaining 15 pounds while you're in quarantine. And certainly we all don't want to do that. Um, You know, sticking to a routine that works for you. I think we all find that there are more productive times during the day for each of us. And I would, you know, find those productive times and cultivate that and maintain that. And then, you know, get up and do your routine. If you usually get up and go for a walk in the morning, or you get up and you work out in the morning or you read the paper, grab a cup of coffee at six AM, maintain that. Get showered up. I you know, one of my colleagues the other day said, you know, one of the things that he'd read was make sure that you get up and put shoes on. And he said so every morning I get up and I put shoes on.
0: That, that's really shoes. funny. Yeah. yeah
1: always something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is something. And I think it's important for people, again, from a mental standpoint, to have some routine in their lives and some semblance of normalcy. And that's one way to do it. Yes.
1: Right. No, normal, normalcy will come with some uh, maintaining those sort of routines. But also, you know, one of the other things I didn't mention earlier was, you know, Getting outside, I think we've all you, we talked about it earlier. We've, we're seeing neighbors outside that we've never seen before. But I think that's it's wise. I think we've seen and there's research to show that connecting with nature to any degree, whether it be sitting in the sun or getting outside or at least you know uh, going for a walk, improves well being and it it, it's, it it improves your overall sense of well being as well. Yeah, so you're absolutely
0: correct. Yeah, it's funny because we we planted our vegetable garden last weekend. This is the earliest I think we ever planted it, and then we planted about eight flats of flowers. So, so we were out we were outside gardening for almost three days straight. So, uh, yeah, you're right, and it was great to get outside and do some things and literally be out there.
1: Right, right. No, you're right. I think mental health is important, and I think you know it's going back to what we were talking about earlier with telehealth. You know, mental health is something that actually is done through telehealth as well these days, and it's something that we've also seen a large uptick in utilization across telehealth and even, even so more as people using text-based applications for mental health uh, evaluations and treatment. And I think it speaks to, you know, any way that you can connect with people, whether it be text or virtual virtual health or telehealth, you can get help for your own mental concerns or mental health concerns in the same manner.
0: Yeah, and, and that's something that's interesting because that, that's something the Spire Care centers here that are part of Blue KC um, have been offering behavioral health uh, since they were open. So that is now available um, uh, as part of the app. Am I correct in that?
1: You are correct, yep.
0: And and it's also something that we're seeing available throughout the telehealth and virtual health visits now. So there's an emphasis being put on that.
1: Yeah I think it's critically important and I think one of the things that's popped out now is, is that I think it's we've been more open to it and more we're ready to recognize the fact that you know individually that people myself or somebody I you know I might recognize hey I, I need help and I can go into this application and I'm not there's not the uh, stigma that there used to be with it so I think that's been a great opportunity for folks to be able to seek help in a safer environment and so, we're seeing that uptick across the country. It's not just your local, it's across the country, which is great. Yeah, and you know,
0: that, that, that kind of feeds into something else I've seen that's not so positive. The, the, I, I saw an article the other day that alcohol sales in liquor stores are up 70%. I about fell over when I heard that. I could not believe, you know, I get up 10 or 15 or 20%, but they're up 70%. And in states where it's legal to buy marijuana, those sales are up like 54%, meaning that people are overindulging. Yes
1: i i indirectly i guess that's a, that's a good call out well
0: right. they yeah they, they're certainly doing something doctor if there's yeah. that, that, uh, you know which goes back to the mental health wow. issue you know if you're if you're drinking excessively or doing other things recreational drugs excessively you're you're not helping yourself here you're you're, you're you know you're definitely going to gain the 15 pounds that we're talking about but you're also going right. to have some other issues because you're you know yeah. you're, you're you're imbibing a little more than you should be or a lot more than you should be.
1: That's right. That's something that goes back to what we talked about earlier, creating a, a uh, you know, typical routines and typical practice and make sure that you stay that way. It's not something you don't want to get into the habits of drinking during the day or drinking every night. It's, you know, those are not, not good, safe, healthy habits. And so don't start exercising those behaviors because they will become a habit if you do it for too long.
0: Yeah, they will become a habit. and then, then then, it's going to be more difficult to break it than, than, than it was, you know, to start it, obviously. So, all right, when we come back to the break, we're going to wrap it up on our final segment. Stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIV radio network, coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back with more with Dr. Sweat. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA radio network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. I'm your host, Carrie Hall, my producer, Mr. Darren Wilhite, and Dr. Greg Sweat, Chief Medical Officer for Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City. Is joining us in the broadcast today. And basically, again, what we're trying to do is get out information to you about what you need to be doing, what you should be doing, what common sense says you should be doing. And regardless of where you live, if you're listening to me in Buffalo, New York, or you're listening in, in San Diego, California, or San Francisco, or Des Moines, Iowa, th- th- this is information for everybody, okay, that, that, that hopefully uh, is going to help you understand how, how to behave and what you should be doing and shouldn't be doing uh, as as we continue through this um, COVID-19 pandemic. Also, before I forget, Wabi Brain Scan, again, we're getting a lot of calls about this. And uh, if you want information, the website, very simply, brainhealthscan.com. If you're a provider, you can go up there. There's a special portal for that. If you're an individual wanting a scan, once again, brainhealthscan.com. Okay, doctor, Let's let's, you know, change gears here a little bit. And talk a little bit about enjoy the small things. So, so what does that mean when you say enjoy the small things?
1: You know, it's, it's it's a practice we probably should always have to enjoy the small things and don't don't get too caught up in the big things. But you know, we're being exposed to things differently in the last five to six weeks. That it's you know we've not been through this before, as we've discussed before. But the family time and notice and taking notice and being being present. For, the, for your family members, it's an opportunity for us to do so in ways that are, is so different than in the past. You know, maintain your sense of humor. And uh, humor is a great coping mechanism for us. So maintain that sense of humor while you can. And just just be appreciative of those little things that you sometimes are not. You mentioned gardening earlier. And those are the, the, the things that um, sometimes we don't always have an opportunity to do.
0: Yeah, we don't, or we don't make the time to do them, and we could if we wanted to, but we don't.
1: Correct, I agree.
0: You know, there is one other thing I, that, that, that and, and I find myself somewhat guilty of this. I have to shut it off, and I call that being over newsed. Um, you know, th- because th- this, you know, spending so much time watching, you know, the news and 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 all the various talking heads about what's going on. You know, we kind of made it a policy around here that I shut it down on Friday and we don't turn it back on again until Monday. And we limit it now to usually an hour and a half, and that's it. And then on the weekends, I shut it down from Friday till Sunday. We don't watch the news. So what are your thoughts about people (laughs) over-newsing? You know, I I just coined a new word, I think. (laughs) Over-newsing, they're obsessing about watching all of these news stories and, and the talking heads around the country.
1: No, I appreciate that. I, you know, I'm, I'm guilty as well. The first, first week or so, my wife and I would sit down and we'd turn on a news station or two or three and certain internet websites, and we would just, you know, obsess about it. And finally, we decided this, this is not healthy. No, it's not helping us. Let's move on, and we we finally settled on a couple of different sites and some things that we would check and trust. And so I think if you if you want to and you're just incredibly curious, utilize a certain site that you think is is trusted to you. Check it here and there, but but don't obsess about it because the numbers are not going to change. They're going to, you know, sometimes the news isn't always great. But probably focus on yourself and focus on well, what yeah, you can yeah. control.
0: And, you know, that's interesting because there is so much misinformation out there. You know, there's so much hysteria in the media. Uh, you know, and many of these predictions have been made have been absolutely wrong across the board. And so I think that has a lot to do with what you just said. Pick a couple of reliable sources and don't obsess over this stuff. Right.
1: Right, I would agree. I, there, you said it earlier, there's so much misinformation out there and there's so many different opinions. It's taken us a long time to figure out how the virus is transmitted, what it is about the virus, new ways to treat this virus and support people. So it's not surprising that things are going to evolve and change, because, but there's a lot of opinions out there as they do evolve and change.
0: Yeah, there are. We're going to wrap it up here. we got another couple of minutes left, but I want you to address, this is something we talked about air a moment ago, changing technology and changing work environments. What are your thoughts on that and how this is going to be a paradigm shift, I think, in some of that?
1: No question. I think if you work outside the home today or you have children that are Going to school at any age, you have seen a different mentality in the way we provide that education or people go to work. We have people that are utilizing televisions and virtual school. We have work life balance that's entirely different. There's going to be remarkable flexibility as we go back to work. And as we, as kids go back to school, I think there's going to be a markedly difference in the way that that's being set up. Um, we are, you know, internally, we're thinking about how do we look at this differently going forward? How do we have teleconferencing more available for employees that might be working at home?
0: You know, and that's interesting because I think a lot of industries, a lot of, um, a lot of companies are looking at that and going, there are a lot of benefits to this.
1: <laughs> you know, there are. Hard. This
0: is not necessarily a bad thing, right, doctor?
1: Right, and I think we're discovering that, you know, some of our folks are actually, they're more efficient at home. They're working, uh, you know, they may be working smarter, maybe not longer, but they're working harder in the time that they've got and we've allowed some flexibility. So it's it's great for them and it's it's great for the company.
0: Yeah, I I really do think it's going to it's going to change the way we look at things, um, both from an educational standpoint and from a work standpoint, and give people an opportunity to kind of, especially large companies, to rethink how they're doing their business and and how they can do it more efficiently and better better mentally for the people that are working in these companies, as you said, with more flexibility and more opportunities. So, thank you Brilliant. very much for doing this today. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, You did say off... on the break that you enjoyed doing this, so we will get you back one way or another. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. That. If you are interested in the Wabi Brain Scan, the FDA-approved device that produces data and information on concussion protocol, cognitive, behavioral health issues like PTSD, depression, etc., that website is brainhealthscan.com, brainhealthscan.com. The phone number is 833-804-3334. 833-804-3334 if you're interested in the Wabi Brain Scam. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this week. Now I leave you with this thought from Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Americans must learn to live together as brothers and sisters, or we will surely perish together as fools. Those words were never more prophetic than they are now. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI radio network coast to coast, Across the USA, goodbye, America.